Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, and God bless you on this wonderful, wonderful Wednesday evening. Welcome to tonight's Disciples Life class brought to you on tonight through the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church here on TalkShoe Radio. I am Apostle Rose White, and I am delighted that you thought it not robbery to join us here for another night of study in the Word of God. We have all chosen to uh, grow deeper in the Word of God. We are disciples for Jesus, and we want to be effective in the kingdom. And to be effective, we need to be in the Word of God, full of the Word of God. Amen. Please know that if you are here with us listening for the very first time, that we do welcome you here on tonight. We thank God that you are here. We are a teaching and an evangelistic ministry. Um, There are lots of scriptures that we read, and we don't make any apologies for that because it is the word that we do stand on. And so we pray that each and every person has come with their Bible that you got your pad and pen, we always make that statement and make that disclaimer because we believe that you should take notes. Uh, I believe in taking those notes because if it's left up to me to remember everything that's been said, it just won't happen. And so it's good to take those notes so that you can go back in your private time of study to go over those notes again. Rehearse those notes and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to minister to your very heart, soul, and mind. Amen. We do thank God for those that we do see in the studio on tonight, and we thank God for those that have um, logged on to the Internet that are listening on tonight, those that are in the chat room. May the Lord bless you all real good. I do want to say that we are going to cover the line um, in prayer. The lines are muted out because we are on these Wednesday nights. We're dealing with a very heavy topic, and we've been covering uh, the Holy Spirit and the Jezebel spirit as a time of warfare because if there's ever been a time that we need to deal with this, it is now. Um, Many people are not even able um, to come on because of the spirit of Jezebel that has blocked them from being able to come and to hear these kind of messages. Um, You know, that spirit wants to shut them down and shut them out um, to keep them from knowing truth because it is the truth of God's holy word that makes us free. But we're going to continue to speak and to cry loud, hallelujah, and stir not, that those that will have ears to hear, that they will be set free, that they will be delivered, hallelujah, by the power of God's word. And so I am going to get ready to go right into the assignment for tonight. But before we do, we're going to cover the line here. 
on tonight, I'm going to um, ask Pastor Lex Baker if she would just quickly um, just cover us tonight with um, before we go into this particular study. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Lex Baker, I've opened up your line so that you can open us up in prayer. Amen. Father, we do thank you tonight. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We honor you tonight for your word, and we thank you right now for what you're about to do. We thank you today, today, Lord, for all that you have done and what you're fitting to do right now. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against every principality upon this line. We bind the hands of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Father, we repent for our sins and our transgressions, and we ask, Lord, that you will forgive us. Father, that you will give us ears to hear tonight what your spirit has to say, that you will give us a receptive heart to receive your word with thanksgiving in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we bind every distraction, oh God, every hindrance, oh God, tonight in the name of Jesus. We loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost of ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say, and our hearts are changed by the power of your word tonight. Father, we say, feed us, O oh God, and we receive your word by faith. Now, anoint this mighty woman of God to speak forth your word tonight as never before. In Jesus' precious name, cover her under your blood. Cover us tonight with your blood. Cover this line under your blood, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Lex Baker, for opening us up in prayer on tonight. For this is... Uh, a little bit of a hard um, subject tonight as it has been uh, one of those days that's just been a weeping day for me. And uh, because when we turn, when we look around and we see um, how the saints of God are being consumed and destroyed and being completely taken over uh, by the plots and the plans and the schemes of the enemy, it causes a weeping to take place. And today God is calling forth the prophets where we're taken about that weeping spirit, as we are weeping to see exactly what is here on the land today. And so tonight we are going to be talking about um, this Jezebel spirit. We're going to be dealing with some things with it. You see, because the spirit of Jezebel uh, targets, it, it, it seeks to divide, and even in the church we find that the enemy loves to separate the relationship, especially when it comes to the pastor and why we constantly are crying out and why we're constantly teaching and seeking for those that are called to pray. One of the things that that spirit of Jezebel does is try to bring in a wedge between the intercessors, the body of Christ, and those that are covering the pastor, the shepherd, the leader. And so we see tonight it is so important that those of you that may be in places, those that are listening, if you are a senior leader or a pastor, uh, we pray that you will begin to appreciate, that you will begin to communicate, and that you will begin to support those intercessors that God has sent um, to cover you, to pray for you, to pray for the ministry and that you will esteem them for the contribution that they give, begin to allow the intercessors uh, to, to have their prayer focus set uh, to seek the, the, the fulfillment of the vision that God has given. You see, God has sent intercessors, true intercessors, in place. Hallelujah. I constantly say that if I never preach another message, if I never teach 
another session. One thing is for sure that I know, that I know, that I know that I'm called as an intercessor. And so it's a power when you've got those that are on assignment that are behind the scenes of people that nobody knows about lots of times. The intercessors are the ones that people don't even know a lot of times they exist. They're not seen, but they're on their face constantly praying on behalf of the ministry, on behalf of the church, covering their pastor, keeping them prayed. And so pastors today are under siege. There are many who I've heard, they, they talk about their, their experiences. Many right now are facing some horrible situations right now. And really because um, that there are Jezebel battles right in the church, right in the church. See, one doesn't have to travel to be informed about uh, how pastors are in such a desperate need or specific prayer concerning the conflicts that are going on in their churches. Uh, churches are under under a war today. They're under battle. I mean, there are some hot guns that are hitting the churches today left and right. The war is over one thing, and that is that Satan seeks to neutralize spiritual authority. And no enemy of hell does this more effectively or efficiently than the spirit of Jezebel. As you all can probably tell through my tone that I have become vexed by this spirit that is running rampant among leaders in the house of God today, and they don't even realize it. They don't even know that they're under control of the spirit of Jezebel. And so when this spirit, this Jezebel spirit attacks um, the church leadership, you know, and, and how does it attack it? A lot of times it can involve temptations. You know, it can, it can uh, bring about confusion. There's witchcraft. There's even fear. And a lot of times that's total discouragement. So many people are discouraged in the house of God. They're proclaiming that they are believers in Jesus. They are constantly, uh, uh, they are read the word. They got gospel music constantly going, but they in utter fear and totally discouraged, you see. And so it will always have the ultimate purpose, this spirit, which is to disable the spiritual authority of pastoral leadership. There are pastors today that are walking around, and they don't even know half the time what their name is. They're completely confused. Many of them are being tempted left and right, and they're falling to the hands of temptation. And so Jesus promised that the church would overcome, that overcomes Jezebel, that they would be granted authority over the nation. Turn with me real quick. I want you to see that over in Revelation. Revelation chapter 2, verses 26 to 28. You know what my thing is, if it ain't for two people that's listening, thank you, Jesus, for the two that are listening. But we believe, God, that he is going to open up the eyes of his people, that he is going to cause the people to hear whether they want to hear or not. Hallelujah. It is time that we begin to speak what is true, that we stop sugarcoating stuff for people. And so Revelation chapter 2, verses 26 to 28 says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, 
and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers. Even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the Jezebel spirit again seeks to divide. That's what it loves to do. It loves to diminish. It even loves to actually uh, displace the, the spiritual authority that God has given unto the leaders. See, without pastors uh, leading in godly authority, a church simply cannot function. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's why a lot of people are running a, 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 a renegade today. I call them renegade. Many people, they don't want to be under authority. You know, a lot of people won't even sit under authority. Hallelujah. I love being able to sit under my pastor. I really did. I never want to do anything other than just to serve. Hallelujah. But there are so many that feel like there is nothing that no one else can teach them. They are not going to sit under anybody's authority. They're not going to be told what to do. But without pastors, without those that have been called by God, a church cannot, will not function. See, there will be confusion without the pastors in place. There will be self-ambition, and let me just say it like it is. It's going to be total chaos that's going to be ruling and reigning at the end of the day. Let the truth be told. The true spiritual authority is the source of protection. When we've got spiritual authority in place, we are protected. We're covered. See, it's a, it's a living shelter that will cover and nurture, just like a parent nurtures that home. Like that father nurtures that child, that mother nurtures that child. It's the same when you've got the shepherd, that pastor, that God has ordained in place. They are protected to that church. And so what does Satan do? He seeks to neutralize the leader in that Christian setting. See, I know that there's going to be somebody going to get mad with this particular message. But I pray that it will make you mad enough to realize, you know what, I need to look at the person in the mirror. I need to get myself together. But one thing is for sure, that when the enemy sees that he can strike the shepherd, the word of God tells us that he has scattered a shape. And that's why we need intercessors that are constantly covering the shepherd. See, one way in which the Jezebel spirit attacks churches is by dividing those intercessors from pastoral authority. And so we thank God that even here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we need intercessors. But one thing I have found is that the enemy tries his best to even block the intercessors. And so a lot of the time I find myself praying for the intercessors that I know God has sent here to cover up. Because why? Because without those intercessors, we will not be able to move forward. Pastors, for those of you pastors that are listening, without intercessors, those that are on their, their faith, those that know they have been called, they have been sent on assignment to cover you, to pray for you, to lift you up. You need to be thanking the Lord each and every day because you cannot go into the next level. You will not be able to move forward until those intercessors are in place covering you. Hallelujah. I can't do anything. I cannot move forward without intercessors that are constantly covering me. 
Hallelujah. And so the thing is here, when it comes, though, to the intercessors, let me say very clearly that when an intercessor now, they call them intercessors when they assume that their prophetic witness is the guiding light of the church or when they stand apart from the church leader and they offer a different vision than that that the leadership has presented, you can rest assured, nine times out of ten, there is a Jezebel infiltrating the church to bring about the vision. See, we got those that are tagged as intercessors that can also be led and, and controlled by a Jezebel spirit. And so deception deepens, you know, often for those who present a vision that is different than the the senior pastor, usually presenting something that just seems so godly, seems so holy, seems so right. But it's the spirit or the attitude through which they communicate their possessions, their possessions, that is what opens the door to the Jezebel spirit. Say that there's a demand that that leader, and I've seen this so many times over the years, where I've seen intercessors that they meant so well, but all of a sudden now I see them whispering in the ears of the shepherd, huh? Calling, causing that leader that begins to depend upon them now, you know, that prophetic witness, now they begin to conform, they begin to change. And so we are constantly lifting up and teaching. That's why we have uh, an academy for uh, uh, intercessors, that prophetic intercession. It's why we are launching the School of Prophets, because we truly believe in intercessors. We believe in the fivefold ministry. We believe and we're calling forth the prophets to come into their rightful place. But God is also teaching that we're going to be talking about a little bit tonight. Hallelujah. And the order that's in the house. Hallelujah. See, we have to make sure that everything is being implemented by the Spirit of God. That the timing of implementation is in place, that it is right, that there be no uh, wrongful access, and that there is no division. We have to always be on the same page, speaking the same thing. And so tonight, for those of you that are listening, those that are from other ministries, other churches, I want to want to say to you on tonight, pray the senior leader's vision. When we can begin to understand what God has set in the house, and begin to stand alongside of the shepherd. This is when God begins to move. The best relationship between a pastor and the church intercessors, it occurs when intercessors simply are praying the vision that God has given unto the leader. See, our responsibility as a pastor, our responsibility is to lead, and we also are to intercede on behalf of the ministry and those that are part of the ministry. 
We are also called not to try to make our church to be like anybody else's church. See, many times that's what begins to happen. We have others that see certain things that are going on in other people's church houses, and we feel that we've got to conform to that. See, to do so, this becomes a great source of strife. It will bring about heartache. Why? Because God has a unique call or responsibility that he pours upon every congregation. And every house is different. For those that that have children or if you have in your house, you know that the house next door to you might allow certain things to take place. But in your house, that can't be allowed. I was listening to a testimony of a mother about her children. I think it was Juanita Bynum's mother who literally talked about with her children, she didn't allow her children to go to other people's houses, even though other parents allowed their children to do so. And so she had to know even those children that were coming to her house, she wanted to talk to their parents, find out about those parents first. Why? Because every house has its own unique style and design. To those that are listening tonight, pastors, those that are aspiring, desiring to be a pastor, I need you to listen very carefully. See, direction and purpose for your local church and for the local church is given by you, the pastor. And when the pastor leaves off the scene, the vision of the church is passed on to those those elders that are there and those who are in turn. See, and then there we look for a new pastor who can build upon God's call to that congregation. I'm going to give you a primary example of this, and I know this is going to be hard for some people to accept. You see, but my former church in Miami, my former pastor, who I look to even still as a pastor figure to me, he came as the second pastor of a large mega ministry. And when he came, he came with a complete, total, different anointing. But guess what? Even with his anointing, he kept the vision alive of the founding pastor who today has now passed on to be with the Lord. And now, just recently, over the last 30 days, they have erected a senior housing facility in honor of that late pastor emeritus. That's what you call true leadership. The showmanship of humility in complete action, not walking in intimidation, but in complete respect for the other man, the founding work. And because of that, this pastor, this new pastor, in whom I have the utmost respect for, today is being recognized and honored beyond measure all across this nation. But guess what? He also has in place some things. He's got a strong intercessory prayer team and ministry along with leaders who are always praying for him, with him, uh, you know, about the vision. 
Why? Because he has made the vision plain. He has made it clear. There are no hidden agendas. There are no ulterior motives. They are on one accord speaking the same thing, having one mind. For those of you that are intercessors, if you say that you are an intercessor, that you are a true intercessor, the intercessor normally is in place before the pastor gets there. The intercessor, if it's a radio ministry, TV ministry, the intercessor is already online before the pastor gets there, already covering the pastor before they get there. If it's at church, the intercessor is already in the house, covering the ground, already interceding on behalf of the servant, lifting up the pastor before anything gets started. If you say that you are an intercessor, then begin to cover your leader. Why? Because there are things that are working in the spirit realm that it is necessary for the intercessor to be on post. You can't be late. When you're an intercessor, you're on time. Matter of fact, not just on time, you're before time. See, there was one thing even in Miami. There was three services that went on. The first service was at 7.15 a.m. on Sunday morning. At 6 o'clock, I was already at the church. Intercessors were already pulling up quarter to 6 a.m. in the morning, covering the ground, already walking the sanctuary, already in place. Say, we don't wait until the last minute. Why? Because stuff can be happening when we're off and out of our place and off of our post. The enemy can come in and do all kinds of stuff. And we talk about that we're great warriors and that we can fight these spirits that come in, but yet we won't even be on time. See, the senior leader of a church, though he or she is certainly imperfect, let me just say that very clear, because I'm the first one to admit I cannot and I do not cross every T or dot every I. But guess what? That senior leader is still appointed by God as the head of the house. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 45 says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord have made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? See, I want to just say that even from what I've observed in the years that I spent in that ministry, that that senior pastor worked together even with the associate leaders, say, having that responsibility to incorporate into the church structure what the Lord has given unto him. And so the responsibility presents itself through many different sources. Sometimes God will give the senior leader, he will give us as pastors things that may come personally directly from the Lord. It might even come from the council with other elders because every pastor needs to have a pastor. Any pastor that is out here said they have no one that they are accountable to is renegades you need to get away from right quick and in a hurry. Because I don't care how great, how anointed that we might think that we are, we are subject to error. We are subject to fall and to make mistakes. And without anyone to put us in check, we will find ourselves in error and leading people that are wrong for path, including ourselves. When I get out of place, I need someone to pull my skirt and say, 
okay, that ain't of God. Okay, we need to take a five. Let's let's pray. This is why it's important to have intercessors. One thing for sure, one thing I knew that God sent me on assignment to cover my pastor. That was my focus while I was there. In addition to the other parts of ministry that God placed me over, one thing I knew that was I was called. Even he knew it and the first lady knew it. I was sent on assignment to cover him. Lifting him up at all times. And so there are other sources. See, that the senior leader may be inspired from various sources. It might even be through the reading of materials. May have gone to a conference. There are things that he or she was inspired by other pastors. That's why we need to make sure that we are constantly surrounding ourselves by other great leaders. No man is an island. When we're constantly doing different things and there is no one that is feeding within us, then we're going to miss something. And let me say very quickly to those who are new here, I make it very clear that if you are looking to walk in the prophetic, I need you to hear me good, begin your walk as an intercessor. See, the prophet is birthed out of intercession. Hallelujah. The intercessor is always on his or her face before the Father with their ear attentive to the voice of Almighty God. And because of this, there are many who walk in the office of a prophet and are intercessors. See, because of this, again, intercessors have to accept that the responsibility to guide the congregational household, it comes from God to the leader, not to the intercessor. We can't get that twisted. Yes, the Lord will give lots of times us as intercessors. He may show us different things, but we're still not the leader. That, that leader might even be imperfect, which we all are. But intercessors, we have to always remember to learn to not introduce any kind of different vision than that which is currently guiding the congregation through that, single, that senior pastor. I've seen it so many times through the years. And when one or more, because we're talking about a Jezebel spirit, it's running rapid, and we've got to deal with it just the way that it is. That when intercessors seek to manipulate or pressure or control with a prophetic witness, beware, the Jezebel spirit is at work. And see, right now, the reason why we're talking about this is because God is calling for prophetic intercession like never before. And God is saying that there has to be a warning so that we can make sure that we stay in order. See, there are many times as an intercessor, I've had to go back and bind up the spirit at work from those who I was praying with until individuals literally became totally disconnected. I mean, literally, they disconnected themselves. I even had my bishop, my pastor, actually said, well, what happened to so-and-so? I'm like, oh, well. And so when church members are being disconnected from the senior leader through some, I call it a whispering campaign, (laughs) you know, like we got the political campaign we have in the church, whispering campaign. 
You know, they, they're following after certain things. That's why you can't be running after prophets all over the place because we hear lots of prophetic witnesses today. See, this, these tactics are coming from that Jezebel spirit. Remember that Jesus said about Jezebel that she calls even herself a prophetess. So we've got to beware of self-appointed spiritual authorities in the church that undermine the authority of the senior leader or the leadership team. Because trust me, there are plots and plans that are coming in in the name of ministry to undermine the authority of the ministry. And so instead of following, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the trail of, the, here it is, a, a discontented prophetic whisperer, you know, the thing I always say, pray for vision of your pastor. Pray that vision of the senior leader. For those that are listening for your churches, I really want to encourage you that if your pastor don't have a vision, then ask him or her to write one up. <laughs> ask him to write it up so you can support that vision and help to see it fulfilled. When you have a witness board of prayer, I'm going to tell you, then begin to submit it to even the pastor and that intercessor. There may be things that God will reveal to you in the spirit. And so what you have to do is begin to give that in humbleness, being meek, and letting him or her, one of the associate ministry teams, let them discern it. But trust me when I say this, don't be offended if the timing of that of that, that particular implementation doesn't come right when you think that it should. See, it might even come later or it might not even come at all. See, that word that you sense might not have been for everybody. It's just like when God gives you a word, just because he's giving you a word doesn't mean that it is supposed to be for the entire body. Sometimes God gives us a word and it moves us so heavily, but it wasn't for anybody else other than for us individually. There are many disgruntled people that have come because they felt that the word that was given to them was to go and tell the shepherd <laughs> and that that shepherd was to immediately act upon it. But when, and I miss our witness, and I, I've just seen it so, it just really, it, it tore up almost the church, almost split the church, because when, it didn't happen. They left the church, badmouthed both the pastor and the church, along with, you know, the leaders that was there. And so they chose to listen to all of this uh, gossip and negative uh, words rather than to heed the word of God. And so the Lord has taught me a long time ago that my place was to work alongside of the shepherd the pastor, and if I could no longer abide by what was happening or had a different idea that I was not to put my mouth on that leader but to leave and go where I could agree, and if not, then start my own. <laughs> Even today, actually when I began the Love and Abundance Church in 2010, it wasn't because I didn't agree with any leader, but I wanted to touch those that was unchurched unable to go to a local church. And so thank you, Jesus, to God be the glory. Then that former pastor and the pastors, all the ones that the bishops that I had been, they had all gone to be with the Lord. 
except for my former pastor, who actually today supports and prays for our ministry. He was actually helped to launch that first church in 2010. Today, he's on the accountability board. Hallelujah. And so we have to make sure that we are always walking and doing exactly what God has called us to do so that we don't allow a spirit that is not of God to rule us, to dominate us, or to control us. We ought to have a pure heart with clean hands supporting the senior leaders. And see, one can naturally know God or even appreciate him as he is without being, you know, sort of, I call it in awe at, at the, the, the way that God has created things. See, God is a God of order. He loves life. You know, he is a God that he wants us to walk in the freedom. But, you know, at everything that he created, there was a structure. There is an existence of a mode of order that it cannot be changed. And so on this foundation, there are laws. There are laws of nature, laws of matter, of energy. There is laws of a force that in which life itself came forth from. Order is the source of life. And you and I have to remember that the very same eternal mind that created the structured order of this universe created the church. Hallelujah. There is a divine order to the church, and it begins in being rightly related to Christ and the leadership that he has given to the church through people. Again, I say God is a God of order. And order precedes life and freedom. We want life and freedom, then we've got to have order. That's why the Bible says that a man, if he can't rule his own house, can't rule God's house. If your house is totally tore up from the floor, you can't run God's house. Get your house in order straight. Then you can come and leave God's house. God's mind is ordered. His will is ordered. He gives orders to put things in order. Hallelujah. And so it's important to note that the Lord himself honors the order that he creates. Acts chapter 9, verse 6. Acts chapter 9, verse 6, it says, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. What do you think about that for a moment? Here it is. The Lord appeared to Paul. He spoke to him. I mean, he literally blinded him. And I believe that's because of the glory of God that was upon him. He became blinded. And then the Lord said, Get up. Into the city, and it shall be told you what you got to do. Now, why didn't the Lord just go ahead and heal Paul? Why didn't he just tell Paul what he had, you know, for him to do? But Paul would have to learn that in order to reach God, he would have to submit to man. That's God's order. And guess what? The Lord honored him. Paul had to hear about Jesus from Ananias. Even when you think about Cornelius, 
You know, here it was, an angel had appeared to to a Roman centurion in a dream and then told him that a man named Simon Peter would explain to him the way of salvation. Now, why didn't the angel just simply tell Cornelius about Jesus? But in here, in in this great uh, creation that God has made, God works in an ordered fashion. Everything about him is order. See, before the Gentiles could enter the kingdom in a group, they would be invited by the Jews who first accepted Christ. God honored the order that he created. Even when we look at Philip, here it is, Philip brought the gospel to Samaria after Pentecost. You know, we see miracles, there were conversions, there were great signs that were accomplished, but Philip wouldn't even lay his hands upon the Samaritans to receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because until that time, the Holy Spirit had only spread through the hands of the first apostles. And so, again, God required his servant to respect the order and the authority of those first apostles. God's got an order. There's an order in, in the church. I could call, you know, I used to go to court. They said order in the court. <laughs> well, there's order in the church. People don't want order, though. They, people sort of have a problem with order in the church. They can go to the courthouse where there is order in that court. That judge hit that hammer on that thing. Everything shuts up and shuts down. But in the church, folks just do like they want to do. See? But order is God. It's established. Whatever way that it's designed is a place in order, and it's got to be respected. We've got to respect and honor God's order. It doesn't matter whether we agree or not, you know, with the governmental structure within a church. As long as we attend a fellowship, a ministry, a church, we've got to honor that order. And most congregations and ministries and churches are led by a pastor. Some, you know, the the authority resides, we know, in some ministries, there's an elder or a deacon board, you know, in others that the authority might come from a bishop or a prophetic or apostolic ministry. But whatever the structure is, we've got to honor it. We've got to submit to it without any kind of dissension. And when we feel... When an individual feels that they cannot grow in that congregation under that present structure, then this is my best advice to you. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I'm going to be plain, and and I'm going to cut straight through the chase. This is going to be straight. Hallelujah. Find a church where you can develop spiritually. Don't cause any strife just because you're not familiar or comfortable with the order. You might have even been a leader even a part of the beginning of a church. But if it's no longer going in the way that you desire, it's going to be very harmful. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's very dangerous for you to stir up some strife or even to speak evil against the ministry. You can go behind the scenes and talk to some of the members if you want to and start stirring up strife. You can bet your last dollar that you're going to have trouble on every side. Every time you turn around, something is going to be happening. Why? Because you're speaking against the order that's in the house. Many that were perhaps founding members, and we've seen that. I mean, they were founding members of a group or a church or a ministry or that organization. They left. And for whatever reason, they contacted members. They spoke with those members that were perhaps weak in faith or just didn't understand what took place. And because of that, what happened? There were seeds of discord that were sold unaware. 
But let me just say this, and I'm saying it clearly because this is a time that I'm not playing with the devil. Woe unto the sower of bad seeds. One might find himself or herself fighting against a loving yet an angry God. Do it if you want to, but beware. See, everything has its place. And everyone has his or her season. If you are going to leave a ministry and someone from that ministry calls you, the best thing for you to do, don't you put your mouth on that later. Just tell them, listen, you know, God's just called me to a different area. I've got to, I got to move on. Love you. God bless you. And keep it moving. Understand that everything has a season and everything has a time. Know your season and know your time. See, the issue is, is not the form of government, but it's the life that's within it. Paul wrote about the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. John spoke about the church in terms of fathers, young men, and children. Peter, on the other hand, he taught about the elders, the shepherds, and the flock of God. See, the issue is not how the order is defined, but to understand that there is an order that is established in the church, and that that particular order has to be honored. It can be changed, but to change a church structure, you've got to submit to the elders of that church and be in agreement with that senior leader. It doesn't matter how we slice it or dice it. We ain't got to like it, but it is so. Why? Because we'll pay a price. For change, see, we've got to make sure that only God is the one that's doing the changing. We should not be forcing people to bring about a change all because we got a problem with a church expression. Hello? See, when that Jezebel spirit begins to manifest in a church, it immediately seeks out how to undermine, undermine that, that, uh, the structure of authority. And if they can't directly seduce the leader or cause him or her, when I say him, we're talking about male or female, you know, they can't cause him to commit some kind of immorality and, and use that sin to destroy his authority, then what it's going to do is going to bring some kind of strife. And we find a lot of times, especially when it comes up to men, those male pastors, because a lot of times we see that Jezebel spirit working in females. And so what does a female do? She will try to cause him to fall, cause him to sin. Cause a whisper in his ear. He can be married, have a white, beautiful first lady, but now all we got is a wannabe first lady walking in the spirit of a Jezebel. See, remember, Jezebel was a queen. She ruled a king, and she assumed a prophetess role so that she could rule the church. And so in doing this, you know, she was seeking to create, what, a counterfeit authority. See, behind everything that's, that's real, you got something that ain't real. There's always a counterfeit. There are counterfeits among groups of individuals within a congregation. Everybody's speaking in tongues. Every tongue talker ain't a real tongue. There's counterfeit tongues. And so the result is that the, the, the order that's been established in the church now becomes undermined. The true authority now has become neutralized, and the leaders now, they wear it. You know, so every time you turn around, they're they having trouble. But Jude 1 and 6 said something today, and as I began to read this, all I could do uh, was weep today. It was just a weeping as I went through this. 
But Jude, um, verse 6, it says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he have reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now, to hear this even more differently, let me say, read it how the Amplified says it. It says, and the angels who did not keep their own designated place of power, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, these he has kept in eternal chains under the thick gloom of utter darkness for the judgment of the great day. Oh, my, my. That's heavy. <laughs> See, there's, there's a proper place for each of us, you know, in God's order. Jesus said that in the Father's house there are many mansions, there are many dwelling places, and that he was going to prepare a place for all of us. And so the Father's house is not only a place that we find on heaven, but it's also revealed here on earth in the body of Christ. He said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so whenever we seek to break the order of what God has established right here on earth as it is in heaven, we have left our proper place, and now we have entered into a realm that kept an eternal bond unto darkness. And that's not where I want to be. I, was, I, I probably would, would probably say most of you would say exactly the same thing, that you want to only be where God wants you to be, not in that place of darkness. Men and women of God, stay, stay loyal to the church. Stay loyal to the order in the house where you have been assigned to worship God. If that order does not fit your temperament, find one that does. If you cannot find the church, then perhaps you, you know, you're called to start one where your vision of righteousness, you know, where your holiness, your, your true Christianity can be fulfilled. But whatever you do, don't open up yourself to false authority. Don't dishonor the authority in the local fellowship through gossip or through dissension. Pray the vision of that senior leader if you're going to be there. Because in doing so, you're going to help to bring the church into the destiny of God, and you will begin to serve to fulfill the uniqueness of God's purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My time, oh, my goodness. There's so much that I wanted to share. But I don't want to go over my time because, you know, even in this next particular part that is so important, because we've got to understand the power of discernment. If there's ever a time that we need discernment to be kicked up a notch, it's right now. It is right now. So many people don't even understand, you know, they're saying that they that they have the spirit of discernment when they fully don't even really understand what discernment really is. And so tonight, because we're already near the, the end time, we're already near uh, the, the bottom of our hour, I'm probably going to stop uh, right here. But I do want to say for those of you on tonight, I want you to begin to find your place because next week I do want to talk about the spirit of discernment, understanding how to see things, how to see it clearly, not through suspicion, but through true discernment because there's a very thin line 
Many people, again, think they understand what discernment is, but many people walk under a spirit of suspicion. There is not suspicion. It's not an assumption or a presumption. And so make sure that tonight that you begin to pray, that you begin to fast, that you begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do? Where would you have me to be? What is my specific purpose in the kingdom? What is it that you would have for me even within the local church that I'm a part of? Because, again, I say, today in this time that we're living in, there is a strong spirit that is moving throughout the house, that is running havoc in the house. And you and I have got to confront this stronghold that is very large today. It's a way of thinking that exists in a lot of the churches. It has gone unchecked. And so we're going to expose and destroy the hiding places of this spirit of Jezebel. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to break that spirit down because we cannot afford to allow it to continue in our midst. And in order to do so, we've got to understand how to discern these things when it comes up. And again, I say the enemy fights. This is the reason why many people, all of a sudden, they can't get to Wednesday night Bible study. Why? Because the devil wants to block them. That spirit wants to stop them from being in the midst of this study. Don't want them to hear about the power of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the spirit. Does not want them to have that understanding so that they can be effective. And that's why many are being attacked on every side by the enemy. But the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to become the violence that taken by force. We've got to become passionate about our walk in Jesus. And it's time that we begin to ask the Lord, God, refill my cup with the power of your Holy Spirit. Let me walk under the anointing that will cause yokes to be broken in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. This is not a time to play church. Folk are falling dead every day. And if we don't get it right, we'll be next in line. Hallelujah. That includes me too. See, we all, and judgment is coming. Judgment is coming to the house of God. And so these are warnings. As we look out today, as we begin to see, as we begin to comprehend and understand that God is giving us the opportunity of getting it right. He is giving us the opportunity of making things right. He is giving us another chance to see things as they really are. It's not time to patty cake and to play with things anymore. We love people, but if they're walking under a different kind of spirit, you got to call that thing out and call it as it is. I love you, but you're under a wrong spirit. Let's pray right now. We can't sugarcoat it today because lives are at stake, including our own. 
Just the other day on Facebook, I had to put a post out there, wasn't present. And there I had several that came. You know, and my thing is, we cannot afford to allow the blood to be upon our hands because we fix stuff up because we love people. Yes, we do. We love them. We love them enough to tell them the truth. We love them enough sometimes and we got to sit them down. We love them enough where we got to cut them off. We love them enough where we say, I can't go with you. I love you, but I can't go where you're going. And you can't go where I'm going. I love you, but this is where we got to draw the line. So that's true love, loving enough to speak the truth so that they can live, have life, and life that God intends for them to have because God has come to give us life and that more abundant. But it's only going to come if we walk in truth, in holiness, in righteousness, understanding the spirit that we are all subject to faith. Many of us have been used by this spirit. And when God has set us free, now our purpose is to help others to be free as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I know this is hard, and I pray that that you all have heard my heart. Amen. On tonight, it is one that I have great passion for because I want to see the saints of God and the body of Christ move forward in the perfect will of God. I wanted, I desire to walk in the perfect will of God. And as a pastor and leader, it is my responsibility to speak truth even when it hurts. A parent loves their child, but when they got to chase them or whip them, it hurts the parent more than it does the child. And so for us, we've got to spare the truth. We've got to tell the truth even if it hurts. And so tonight, as we're preparing to go into a time of prayer, I pray that you will be able to to come back on next week as we continue this part of of teaching uh, about this spirit so that saints and that men and women and young people can be set free. Hallelujah. Whom the Son set free. Whom Jesus sets free, they become free indeed. Hallelujah. And it's because of your prayers, of the prayers of the righteous, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And that's what this is all about, that people will be set free, that they can walk completely delivered from every snare of the enemy. And so before we go into a time of prayer, I just want to quickly just give the announcements. Don't go anywhere because we're going to begin to intercede on behalf of all of our loved ones and those that we know. But I do want to announce, we pray that you can join us. If you have not been with us in the mornings at 6 o'clock a.m., I tell you, we've just been so blessed. God is causing us to grow each and every day through his word. And we thank God for the intercessors. We talked tonight about the intercessors. I thank God for the intercessors that are on this call. I thank God for the intercessors that are a part of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, that they love the Lord. And I tell you, God is moving in their lives in a mighty way, and they have been pouring out their heart, soul, and spirit on our behalf each and every week just praying for us. And so we thank God. And so we do invite you to join us at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time 
5 Central every morning right here on TalkShoe Radio. The meeting ID, though, is different. That meeting ID is 140273-POUND. Again, that's 140273-POUND. We pray that you will be able to join us every weekday morning. Monday through Friday. And then join us here on Sunday morning if you are perhaps maybe homebound, maybe sick or shut in because we're not looking for church people that are already church members. We're looking for those that are not a part of a church house or ministry. Um, You might be incarcerated or house arrest. Um, You might know someone that's just unchurched, but yet they still want to hear the word live. And so invite them to join us on Sunday mornings beginning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern with our School of the Bible, a.k.a. Sunday School for Some, uh, followed by our morning worship hour that begins at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, uh, 9.30 Central. That's every Sunday morning right here on TalkShoe at the same meeting ID that you called in on tonight. We're so excited and we pray that you can join us. Uh, on those particular nights. Amen. And then again, we look forward to being back with you on next Wednesday night. Hallelujah. And so with that said, we're just going to take a a few moments uh, just to begin to pray and to intercede. I do ask that you join your faith with mine on tonight. As there are many needs, the needs are great, but we really want to be able to pray for those that are dealing with this, and we want to lift up uh, churches and ministries all across this land. God is a deliverer. Amen. God is truly a healer, and he is one that will set every captive free if we desire to be. Amen. He is faithful to do it like that. And so I just ask that you would just pray with me for just a few moments. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We thank you tonight, O God. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, for allowing us to go through this day. We thank you for bringing us to the end of this day, O God, and allowing us to be able to to take care of work and take care of family and to be able to come and to suck at your table to be fed uh, by your word on tonight. And, Father, we just ask right now, O God, that you would just help us to continue to keep a grateful heart and a thankful heart for all that you've done for us. Help us to always see your goodness in the land of the living. And we thank you because we are able to to speak. We were able to move today. We were able just to see your goodness in the land of the living. And, Father, today we thank you for looking beyond our faults, looking beyond our failures, looking beyond our shortcomings and seeing our needs on tonight. And, Father, tonight we even repent of every wrongful thing that we've done. We repent, oh, God, for wrong words that may have been spoken or or it could have been right words but just spoke in the wrong attitude. We ask that you'll forgive us tonight, oh, God. We ask tonight, oh, God, that you would help us to even forgive others that have hurt us, that have offended us, that have mistreated us. Help us to walk with a spirit of forgiveness that as you have freely given and forgiving us, that we can freely forgive others, completely releasing them from all of the hurt, all of the pain. This night, oh God, we thank you, knowing that we can't harbor any unforgiveness in our heart because we know that that would cause our prayers to go unanswered. And we stand in the need of you answering our prayers. Hallelujah, are tonight. 
Father, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for showering upon us your compassion that you have for humanity. I thank you, oh God, for correcting us. I thank you for causing a chastening to come when we do wrong because you love us so. And so right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we lay ourselves at your feet. We bow before you tonight and we cry holy. For you are the holy God, and we thank you. Now, right now, we thank you, O God, for your word that has gone forth. Help us to be receptive. Help us to keep that teachable and that coachable spirit that as we hear your word, that our hearts will not be hardened. Help us not to reject your word, but to receive it with thanksgiving. And help us this night, oh God, that we're not just hearers of your word, but that we will become doers of your word, that we will walk according to your word, that we will live according to your word. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight, oh God, recognizing that there is an enemy that is loosed in the land. We bind up and we come against even the spirit of manipulation. We come against mind control on tonight. We come against a spirit of sabotage that will try to stop and block us from living holy. And we release this night, oh God, liberty. Let your people walk in freedom. Let them be completely set free and delivered from every chain, from every bondage. Father, we clothe ourselves this night and the whole armor that you have equipped us with according to your word. God, cover our loins with truth. Cover our heart. Cover the chest, oh God, that we have all of our chest with that breastplate of righteousness. Help us to walk upright before you. Cover our feet tonight with peace. Let us be peacemakers, oh God. For you said, blessed are the peacemakers. Help us to run with the gospel of peace. Oh, God, today, let us walk having the shield of faith. Cover our entire body with faith. Let us walk according to faith. Help us to see those things and to speak those things that are not as though they were by faith. Cover our head today. Protect our head today with the helmet of salvation. Let us pick up the word of God. Let us take it off of the table that sits as a decorative ornament. And let us take it up as the sword of the spirit. Let us fall in love with your word, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh God, tonight, hallelujah, let us put on the robe of righteousness. Let us take on the mind of Jesus on tonight. Let the glory of God be our reward. Hallelujah. And so we thank you. We praise you tonight, O God. We glorify you on this night. Hallelujah. For giving us all of the weapons that we need. The power of the name of Jesus that you've allowed us to be able to have power of attorney of, that we can speak your name. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Cover us tonight.
blood. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds tonight over this line, over our ministry, over our families, over our businesses, over our colleagues tonight, God, we plead the blood. And we do decree and declare, knowing that the weapons of our warfare, that I'm calling over their mighty through you, God. We pull down every stronghold. We cast down every evil, every vain imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Give us your thoughts. Let us have your mind. Father, let your anointing be so strongly within us that it will cause every yoke of bondage to be broken. Let your anointing break yokes over the lives of our children, over marriages, over our loved ones, over our pastors, our leaders. Break the yokes of bondage over all of those that we come in contact with, oh God. Holy Spirit, take complete control even now. Over the airways, move through the airways. We know that the enemy has come to kill, steal, destroy, to try to block those that desire to be here or to cause those that used to have a desire that they no longer have a desire to hear your word. We come against that right now in Jesus' name. Move through every corridor. Move through every crack. Move through every crevice. Move through space right now in Jesus' name. Take away everything that is not real. Remove false burdens tonight. Remove the spirit of heaviness right now. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the spirit of joy on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for strengthening your people on tonight, oh God. Remove oppression. Remove those that are dealing, oh God, that are under that depressive spirit and allow your people to cast their cares upon you, knowing that you care for them. Regulate our mind tonight, oh God. Help us to have the mind of Christ that we can align our thoughts up with your word. Cover us. Hide us from the plots and the plans of the enemy. Cause the plans, oh God, of the enemy to be totally and utterly destroyed. We send back to center every wrongful prayer that has come to try to hurt us on tonight. Return back to every witch and every warlock the prayers that they have sent to bring us harm in Jesus' name. Reveal, oh God, expose those who are not of you. Expose those who got hidden agendas and ulterior motives. Tear down every high mountain tonight, oh God. Make every crooked way straight in Jesus' mighty name. Help us as your people to live according to your word. Help us to be led by your spirit. Help us to understand the power of singing in the spirit, making melody in our hearts. Help us to speak those things that you have told us to speak. Father, we decree this night that we're blessed. We decree this night that our families are blessed. We decree, oh God, that our children shall walk upright. We speak over every marriage tonight that couples will be loving one to another, having the open communication, being completely and totally loyal to one another. 
Remove the outside influences. Remove the voices that hinder the positive growth in marriages and relationships. Remove the obstacles tonight, oh God, that prevent people from moving in the right direction that keeps them from their healing, being restored, and walking completely delivered. We bind up lying spirits. We bind up false illusions. We bind up accusations and presumptions on tonight. And we release truth and honesty and right perceptions in Jesus' name. Let us have clear vision, oh God. Oh God, let our vision be sharp. Sharpen our spiritual senses on tonight, oh God. Stir up the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of us. Tear down, oh God, everything that ain't like you. Bring an open spectacle of those who practice wrongful deeds. Cause them to get confused and let them come right before you. Father, I lift up our church. I lift up the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. I lift up Bishop April. I lift up every church family, oh God. I lift up our schools. I lift up the refuge. I lift up the supporters, the volunteers, and every intercessor that cover us daily, oh God. Oh, God, strengthen us as your people, that we might walk upright, that we will shine the light of Jesus every day. Help us to lift up the bloodstained banner. Help us to lift up your name, for you said if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. Oh, God, we stand in the gap tonight for every church, for every ministry, for every organization. We stand in the gap for ministry leaders, oh, God, that they will stand on your word, that they will walk by faith and not by sight. Place a blood hedge of protection round about each and every one of them. Cover their heart tonight. Cover their mind with your blood. Fill and refill their cup to overflowing with your spirit. Give us an ear to hear what you're saying in this hour. Father, I thank you. I thank you for tonight. I thank you, oh God, even for our country. Oh, God, that even though our country is in ruin, our country has fallen by the wayside, we thank you because you have us still here. And so we stand in the gap for our country. We ask, oh, God, that you would cause the hearts of men and women to be turned back unto you. Oh, God, allow the devastation to cause them to seek your faith like never before. Oh, God, we bless your name today that we know that when it's all said and done, your will shall be done. And, oh, God, we thank you that we know that we are living in these last times, in these last days, in these last moments, but it's still day. So help us to work while it's still day. We know that night is coming. And when night comes, we can't work. So help us to be busy about your business. God, we thank you tonight. We praise you, oh God, for every person. 
for every man, every woman, every young person, every child. We thank you tonight. We lift up every deacon, the deaconess, those in our ministry of health. We lift them to you tonight. All of our elderly, our orphans, our widows. Even tonight, God, we pray for Jerusalem. Oh, God, we know that you're weeping. So we lift up Jerusalem to you. As we listen to the news, there's so much going on. And so, God, we ask that you would have your way. Have mercy, oh, God. Have mercy upon us, your people. And we thank you. We praise you. We know, oh, God, that you're sitting high and you're looking low and you're going to do what is necessary. And so, Father, we pray that this night, that even as we're about to leave from this life, we ask that you would help us to keep our minds faith on you, that knowing that in the midst of everything that is going on, that when we keep our minds stayed on you, you will keep us in perfect peace. That's what you told us. And so we put you in remembrance to what you have said in your word. Keep us in perfect peace tonight, God. Cover our homes tonight. That even in the midst where there could be drive-by shootings, let your angels be camped around about our property, our homes, our apartments, our vehicles, our grounds. Cover us tonight. Be at every window. Be at every door. Protect us from the robbers and the thieves. Protect our children from pedophiles. Oh, God, we ask that you would bless, oh, God, even our older parents that have lived. Keep their minds tonight, oh, God. Cover them tonight. I thank you for the caregivers. I thank you tonight. I thank you for every politician. I ask, oh God, that you will have this last say and that you will move upon even these politicians, that you will move upon those that are in governmental houses and that are sitting in high places. Move like only you can. We thank you tonight. We thank you for being in our midst and showering upon us your love like no one else can. No one can love us like you can. And so we thank you. We glorify you and we bless your wonderful name. And, Father, tonight, if there's anything that I have failed to ask you, I ask that you fail not to grant. Let the word that we've heard today, let it go deep within our very soul. And we ask that you would seal every word that has been spoken on tonight. Seal even this prayer. Oh, God, let it not leave us. Seal it by your blood. And seal it through your name. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, 
both now and ever. Amen. On behalf of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we do want to thank you for your presence here in our Disciples for Life class. We pray that you'll join us again at one of our other upcoming events. This is Apostle Rose White. I love you. And may the Lord bless you real good. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.